Welcome to episode number 63 of the Canadian Prepper Podcast. We're recording on April the 12th, 2020. My name's Eric. I'm the host of the show. I'm based in Southern Ontario. I'm a hunter, target shooter, ham radio operator, and computer geek. As a first responder, I've witnessed an over-reliance on emergency services during major events. I started a small preparedness company to help people get uh, better prepared and be able to look after themselves for at least 72 hours, if not longer. My name is Ian, and I live on Vancouver Island. I'm an outdoor enthusiast, sports shooter, and my farm's designated handyman. And I'm, I'm on mute. I'm Alan. I'm a safety <laughs> trainer, first responder, security expert, and overall safety nerd. I'm Colin Saunders, and I'm from Pembroke, 21 plus year veteran, and a field officer with the CCFR. Sorry, me again. And if you want to help keep want to help support the show and keep the Canadian Prepper Podcast on the air, please buy a Canadian Prepper Podcast T-shirt at www.rapidsurvival.com. All proceeds go to help keep the lights on and the backup generator fueled. All right. If you're enjoying the show, please take a few minutes and like us on Facebook and submit a review on iTunes. Also, we want your feedback, good or bad, or if there's just a topic you want us to cover, you can email us at feedback at prepperpodcast.ca. The inbox is getting quite lonely. It's pretty empty last little while. And everybody's locked in their homes, so you can email us. It's okay. Uh, we've got some time-killing content for you in this episode. Uh, we're going to start off with uh, some preparedness news, and then we're going to get into uh, what we've done lately for our own preparedness. Let's move into some news. Um, I only put one in today. Uh, it's a CNN article that um, we've seen a lot of tornado weather um, in the south, uh, Mississippi, Louisiana. Um Massive devastation is what they're calling it, um, but it's just a reminder that regular emergencies are still happening, and while we have this one big overwhelming problem, we've got a lot of other problems coming down the pipe as well. So especially if you're in a place where spring thaw is an issue, it's coming if it hasn't already hit you. Yeah, I mean, just like this is a long weekend, and I'm sure on long weekends, lots of accidents happen on the highways, even with or without lockdowns. So I'm sure there have, there, I'm sure there are, yep. Yeah. Yep. All right, so for my news, I forgot to mention this last week, actually, uh, but yeah, one of the things I've noticed different in the last little while is uh, just before they shut down all the ranges here in BC, I was at the local range and I, uh, I got quartered by a guy as I was trying to go to my vehicle. And he was really kind of antsy and frantic and wanted to get, well, a gun, but he get his gun license is what I told him he should, he should get first. <laughs> and, uh, and he was like, oh, so that's take like a weekend, right? And I was like, no, no, that's, that's like a six month process. And it was actually... I think kind of surprising to him how difficult it was to actually get a gun. And I was like, well, what do you want that one for? And he didn't want to answer. And it's very interesting. But I'm, what I'm getting to is the uh, the window is closed for that. So I think a lot of people are going to discover how um, restrictive our gun laws are. And I put a link into the news article, which shows that uh, they are no longer issuing firearms licenses as long as we are all in lockdown. Yep. So, interesting. yeah. So I mean, you can still do restricted transfers uh, between people. And I think stores can still sell you stuff. But if you don't have a license, you're out of luck. <laughs> And even the transfer, you're hurry up and waiting longer than usual. Oh, I think it's a, it's a month yeah. easy. Yeah, I'm still waiting on one myself. So, yeah. anyway, uh, second news article. Uh, just in case you don't feel like you've, uh, or in case you feel like you've accomplished a lot, just keep in mind that uh, in while well, he was in quarantine, Shakespeare decided to write. Uh, let's see here, King Lear, Macbeth, and Antony and Cleopatra. <laughs> so yeah, but what have you done lately? You know? Yeah, exactly. So, and we've set aside right? about four pages for your what we've done lately for preps, Ian. So, oh, it's good. That's <laughs> yeah. good. It should be enough. Uh, yeah, last one. So, Alberta, in a grandiose gesture of uh, generosity in their part, uh, is donating forty-one million dollars worth of medical supplies to BC, Quebec, and Ontario. So, um, talk about abusive relationship. But after all that they've gone through with the oil patch and and 
you know. Yeah, but they just got their XL pipeline, like the Keystone pipeline. So, you know, not without a fight, though. Yeah, but they yeah. got it. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, they're uh, they're donating a bunch of shit when they they still need it themselves. I've got a valid comment in the uh, the live chat here saying you just get a crossbow. Yep. That alternate, alternate means. Yep. Yep. Should, a baseball should I mention the, excellent tool? Should I sure. mention the news we talked about earlier, Eric? If you want, sure. Okay, so uh, uh, apparently Justin Trudeau has told us all to not go to the cottage, stay at home, and suck it up. Well, if you go on to Sophie Trudeau's uh, Instagram, you'll see that Justin Trudeau crossed provinces, went to the cottage, and hung out with the family. And, uh, yeah, pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah that's uh, – got to love social media for, uh, for blowing, the, blowing the whistle on people. Well, don't well, do it. Justin Trudeau didn't post it, but his wife did. So, yeah. Oopsie. Big case to do Oopsie. what I say, not what I do. Yep. Unfortunately. Yeah. Anyway. Just shake my head at that. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I, I went looking for news articles, and all I could find was Corona and Corona, uh, COVID 19, uh, stay indoors. So, uh, yeah, I didn't put any news articles in this week because it's the same stuff over and over and over, unfortunately. Yeah, I'm a little repetitive right now. Yeah, just slightly. Oh, there was a shooting in Toronto. No, Brampton the other night. Um, and then COVID-19 again. Well, that's also repetitive, though. Yeah, but not as repetitive as COVID-19 has been the last little while in the news. But I understand as to why it is. Yeah. But, uh, shall we move into what we've done lately for preps? Sure. Awesome. So, I believe we've got a sponsor for that. Alan. Alan. Oh, he might be gone. His, right, well, uh, Mike, uh, his mic is muted, it looks like. It is, yeah. He might be frozen out. But, uh, so, uh, it's brought to us by Super Etsy Straps. You can uh, check them out at superetsystraps.com. Apparently, it's some good gear and some uh, worthwhile stuff to check out. So, check them out at uh, superetsystraps.com. Alan does a way better job of that than I do, but. There's my off-the-cuff reading. Uh, so for myself, uh, as far as what I've done for preps this week, uh, I ended up defrosting our big stand-up freezer in the basement. Uh, it does a lot of the uh, the storage for our, our longer-term uh, items that we like to obviously freeze. Uh, but it was frozen right up along the bottom. So I've been meaning to do it for a while. So tore out all the uh, the insides of it, too, that I, that I could get at and checked all the connections and everything. And, oh, yeah, verified Alan's gone. But uh, so... Uh, checked all the connections inside to make sure everything was good. Uh, looks like the connection for the uh, the thermostat that triggers the defrosting was uh, had worked its way loose after many many years of being down in the basement and getting shoved and moved around. So I think I'm thinking that's why it started freezing itself up. So got that reconnected, got it all defrosted, put back together, and uh, well, it it's cold again. So I did something right, and uh, it's freezing food. So. That was good, and uh, while doing that, took a, took the opportunity to inventory everything that was in there, cleaned it out because there was some stuff that I didn't realize was in there and had been in there for quite some time. So uh, it is no longer in the freezer. Uh, found a mouse nest in the lawn tractor, which I'm sure you guys in the panel saw that I, I threw in the little WhatsApp group that we've got. Uh, so uh, a mouse decided to make a little house out of my lawn tractor over the winter. So got that all cleaned out, uh, changed the oil, greased everything. Uh, troubleshot uh, a rough start that I had uh, near the end of the season last year with it. Uh, found that the uh, the spark plugs just worked themselves a little bit loose, so retightened them back down. 
And uh, now she fires up one crank and she's mouse free. So that's all. That's good. And that's kind of my, uh, my list for the last couple of days. All right. Um, yeah. Well, for myself, uh, I guess I gonna. I don't want to like really talk too much now because then it won't give me anything to talk about <laughs> later. So I move uh, some of my list to later. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, interestingly enough, so both myself and my wife went on another mini episode of slam fire radio. So that was kind of cool. She went on there to talk about nutrition and I went on there to talk about uh, various prepared, prepared stuff. I think uh, next week I'm going to go on there and talk about bug out bags. But nice. um, yeah, so we've, uh, we've had some good times on there. Uh, it's been good. Uh, they've been cranking out, I think three episodes a week or something like that. So that's been good. Um, and then other than that, I think we'll give uh, the rest of it below. And as far as Alan, I guess Alan did some yard cleanup and not much else. He's he been just working. got back. Oh, call. Hi guys. Not sure what. Not sure what's going on. Apparently, there's a storm coming in, so I may uh, I may be in or out. It's this uh, this fantastic uh, satellite internet that uh, is spotty at the best of times, and that's the price I pay for living in the country. So no, I got mostly yard cleanup done, but we're still working in the house here. So it's uh, um, there's not a, not a huge amount of downtime still. Anyways. Awesome. Uh, well, I had a kind of a busy week. So early in the week, I was expecting a package. Uh, actually, the fantastic folks at Cross Industries was sending me a couple AR-15 magazines to torture test and try out. And uh, I woke up that morning to an alert from Canada Post saying my package had been delivered. And I checked the time and realized it had been delivered to my doorstep half an hour ago. I went downstairs and it wasn't there. So I went to the post office only to realize after talking to my delivery driver that he actually did deliver it and someone lifted it. So... Uh, actually, a few days later, I found out that one of the neighbors lost a package too. So keep in mind, folks, that uh, people out there know that signature required items are not necessarily being signed for because of the COVID. Uh, so I went down to my Canada Post outlet and had a talk with them. And I was hoping to get a post office box that they'd give me for a few months to, you know, to kind of mitigate this. And uh, what they the post office guy, the delivery fellow said was, hey, I'll just card all your parcels and you can go pick it up at the local giant tiger. So that might be an option for some of you out there who are concerned about some of the parcels. Uh, yeah. You know, you might be gotten and, and thieves taking advantage of the COVID situation. So I also, uh, upon recommendation from a friend, uh, bought a c- couple wireless uh, video cameras and it's the slickest thing ever. It's the Blink X... XT2, if you find them on Amazon, amazing. I had the things uh, set up in like 10 minutes, and I posted lots of pictures for the guys to see, and the resolution's amazing. Um, my only thing about them is it uses an IR camera for nighttime, so uh, there's so much adjustability in the security system. It is crazy, but I found that the IR is limited because it has to uh, basically send out an IR light so you can have, so you can see it. Um, but so in terms of daytime, I had this uh, one wireless camera actually out of my garden, probably forty feet from the receiver, clear as a bell, no problems at all. But I found at nighttime it was a little bit grainy, so I just moved it in closer to my uh, the entrance way I was trying to cover, and uh, it was awesome. Great cameras, and you can add on as many cameras as you want onto the system. 
and it literally just took minutes. It was almost seamless to put it on. So other than uh, security, I also did a lot of pruning around the yard, a lot of trees, raking leaves. And I've been trying to uh, cook different things so I don't get bored of my own cooking. So I made a pizza dough, made some pizza with my son one night. We made uh, different versions of bread, uh, more pickling. Um, let's see what else. I put some uh, some red dots and a couple uh, firearms that I own. And... Uh, <laughs> and got them boar sighted. So, um, uh, what else? Yeah, just just stuff around the house, decluttering, starting to go through closets and drawers that I haven't gone through in a long, long time. Organize my spices. Nothing's worse than trying to cook, and you're looking for the chili powder, and you know you think you have none, so you go out and buy more, only to find uh, you had two containers of it already. <laughs> you know, so yeah. That, that's my life in a nutshell, but I feel like I'm getting organized. My house has never been cleaner. It's awesome. I'm planning <laughs> renovations uh, that I, you know, um, for the future. I don't want to order online and go wait to pick it up. I also got seeds for the garden. I'm pretty excited about that this year. And also, um, I racked some wine, some Pinot Noir the other day and put on um, some sugar yeast and water mix for my hand sanitizer that i'm making and uh use it for other cleaning and stuff like that since how we're encouraged to stay home not go out i'm trying to do as much as i can for myself so that's a good point nice list so i'm just trying to think like if you had the porch pirates trying to attack your house uh, regularly if you'd like like put some you know horse electrical wire attached to a package and uh, would that be considered like baiting well, you know, it's it's unlawful to put anything out there that could harm or damage someone, right? So, so I think what I'm going to do is I'm just going to talk to the neighbors. I'm going to talk to the uh, OPP, see if we can set up a neighborhood watch. And also uh, those cameras, the, the, the Amazon box that I had to pick up a giant tiger, I just filled it with some recycling, taped it up. And we're going to see if we can catch a mouse on Tuesday. I'm going <laughs> to lean it up against the wall inside the sunroom. Um, just like uh, the delivery guy always does, and we'll see if we can. We'll see who uh, takes the bait. Nice, I like it. Yeah, it's pretty low. That's for sure. And those cameras have two-way uh, audio on them too, right? They have two-way audio. You can even set temperature uh, alarms on it too, which is kind of nice. interesting because if you want to, I don't know. Let's say you had some kind of industry where you you wanted to, you could set a temperature alarm, and then if there's a potential fire. That could be another preventative measure, you know, That's awesome. early detection, you know, to, to check that out. It has cold and hot, and you can also see what the outside temperature is with it. And you can also, uh, it has a readout of the camera temperature, like the adjustability of these are nice. is endless. And it's an Amazon company. Yep. So, and the, they sell them on Amazon and they're not that expensive. I'm really super impressed. I've had other cameras. I've had the Nest camera with like 40 feet of wire and a <laughs> great big bowling ball that sticks to the super magnet that you drill yep. into the wall, but now you got a cable, you got a route all over the place. That's like so 1986. <laughs> this system is is awesome because the modem or the, the receiver unit is literally a little puck. Like it's smaller than my wallet. It's amazing. And it just plugs into the wall. And all, it, all you're really doing is you're taking that, you go into the app, the app will ask you to 
um, to register that device, you basically scan it with a QR code on your phone through the app. It automatically syncs up, recognizes it, then it asks you what Wi-Fi network you want. You choose your network, you put in the Wi-Fi password, boom, that's good to go. You nice. go back into the app and you just add the cameras. And the cameras themselves have a QR code on the back. So once again, you just hold it's your scanner camera. up to it. It sucks it right in there and camera nice. one setup. So literally 10 nice. minutes, you'll have the system up and running and it uses two AA batteries that have a two-year lifespan on uh, lithium metal double uh, a batteries huh. wow that's a really long lifespan for the batteries yeah. long lifespan and like i say one of my cameras i torture tested we had a windstorm and rain and everything and i just set it on top of a fence post about 30 feet away from the house and it was crystal clear it was good nice. the only thing is um there's a little bit of a delay between when an action happens because they're motion you can set up motion sensitive parameters for it and I found there was about a four or five second delay. So if your internet's stronger than mine, like I live in Pembroke, so I have like the Fred Flintstone setup, <laughs> but it's, it's still work not bad. But if you have high speed internet, you know, I could, I couldn't imagine it would probably be instant. It's great. Love these cameras. They're awesome. Awesome. I have to check them out. Uh, them to my, uh, my security setup here, perhaps. Let's actually move into the main topic. All right. So I guess uh, that's me right off the bat. So uh, I guess a couple oh, of chat as usual. Yeah, it's time for story time. <laughs> so let's see here. Back in the day when I first took over the acreage here, I got uh, one of those Canadian tire tube sheds that come with yellow tarps. Yep. And so what happened was uh, due to my lack of arborist skills, when I first moved here, I managed to put a tree through the uh, roof of it. <laughs> and so in the interim, I put a nice green tarp sitting over top of it, trying to keep the rain out. But with the rain coming down in the order of about four feet a year of rain, it didn't take long for that uh, tarp to get worn out. So I put another tarp and another one. And so finally, I, I said enough is enough. So uh, to kill time, right off the bat, I uh, tore that old tarp off. I put some wood frames up to keep the snow off and uh, did like um, heavy duty tarp uh, over one of the tube sheds here. And uh, yeah, a guy gave me another tube shed. It was like, 25 feet long i think yep. gave me a, a, a two sets of them so i had enough for two of these big sheds and so i built uh both now uh one of re, re uh tarped that one up and then the second one i just built i just haven't uh, quite tarped it up yet but time killing like uh, i think colin you mentioned it before like you know if you're gonna be sitting there in your house you want to thrive not just survive right so yep. that's right yeah a lot of the stuff's been sitting there niggling me for years on end because i haven't gotten it done so i thought well i made a bucket list of things if i had like a month to kill what would I like to take care of? So I, uh, the tube shed was number one. So I was like, oh, it's not when I drive by and see the pile of tubes instead of getting angry or the big hole in the, the tarp. <laughs> I'm actually like feeling, oh, I got that done. It's fantastic. So it, it's kind of a, a positive feedback loop, I guess, more than anything else, right? And so uh, moving on with uh, the farm uh, buildings, I had the uh, the uh, house for the alpacas, called as we call it, the alpaca casa. Um, it's had so much uh, leftover hay on the bottom of it that the bottom started bulging out and actually started bursting boards. So <laughs> took the time to clean that out and then uh, redo some boards and uh, get that all fixed up. And so it doesn't look like it's falling apart anymore. Uh, and please stop me when you have questions here. So interestingly enough, we have a huge increase of interest in farm products nowadays. So lo and behold, uh, hatching eggs. We've had a couple dozen of those go out the door and actually another dozen is about to go to the door here probably next week as soon as he gets his incubator one of the local guys here nice 
So I spent a, a little while talking incubators with a couple people. And um, because it's a bit of an art to get that done, like you don't have chickens that will actually hatch them for you. To run an incubator, you might be get you know, a 50% hatch rate if you're lucky, whereas chickens will do like an 80% hatch rate, if, you know, on a good day. So, yeah, uh, lots of hatching eggs going out the door as well as uh, food eggs. And, uh, yeah, interest in, in chickens in general. I think uh, I'm sure our old chicken episode will get a lot more traction right about now. Oh, yeah. Let's see here. Splitting wood. So I, uh, I chopped all that stuff up with the chop saw a couple weeks ago. Uh, I split a lot of that little tiny stuff into two for kindling. I had a bunch of logs around the acres. It was deadfall, so I basically bucked all those up into 16-inch lengths, split them in the splitter as well. And then uh, on one of my morning walks, I noticed that one of the big hardwood trees had actually dumped itself right in between myself and my neighbor's house. And um, so I just messaged the neighbor that, don't worry, I'll take care of it, because he goes for a daily bike ride up there too. So I uh, bucked up the hardwood and took advantage of my free child labor. So I uh, put the two daughters to work uh, hiking up and down the hill. It's about 300 yards up and down a steep incline, and they can go get a piece of it, you know, couple times a day and eventually you'll get the whole tree down because child labor <laughs> well that's uh, why you have them right that's right well what else are they here for so but they're not going to, they're not going to school right and so i gotta keep yep. them busy because part of the uh part of staying sane when you're locked into the house uh at least we're lucky we have an you know acreages to play uh, like a few acres to play with but not everybody does but it's a mental game right if you want to keep busy so although they 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 groan about it and one is still working but you got to keep everybody busy and, and occupied with the task or else they're going to get bored and mad and lash out and stuff like that. And you don't want to have everybody carry each other apart while you're stuck in a house. So for them to work, not a bad idea. And see here for myself every morning, do my 5k hike uh, with the, the puppy dogs. But uh, right now I get to go for an armed hike in the woods because it's bear and cougar season. So that's handy. And uh, my, my tag, a smart way to do it. Yeah. My tag showed up uh, basically the first of April. They, they became active. So, um, that's been good, but no sign of anything yet. Uh, but we are allowed to use, uh, actually have dogs in the vicinity when you're hunting bear and cougars. So there's nothing untowards there. Let's see here. I've had a couple people pop by. So the Island uh, mentor and the traveling prepper both stopped by. So that was good. Got to take the traveling prepper on a little hike through the woods there into the crown land. So that was good. And I've been, uh, chauffeuring my one daughter to work cause she's essential services by working at table Hortons. Figure that one. That's very essential. No coffee, yeah. no work. That's right. So she yep. still has to go to work. Uh, let's see here. I finished that uh, generator trailer wheel issue I had. It turned out it was a valve stem, so I just had to change out the valve stem. Actually, sorry, the yeah, mentor changed it out for me because I didn't have one. <laughs> Ten cent part and uh, totally had me uh, me flattened for a while. So uh, went to go on another brass run for the range, and the ranges are all closed in BC as of last week, um, which is too bad. So ironically enough everybody wants to buy brass because everybody wants to start reloading. So my brass sales are up huge on CGN and I almost got cleaned out, but I got enough for myself, which is good. I uh, made a couple CGN deals, uh, decided to play Arborist around the, uh, the acreage again, knock down some deadfall and buck up some more wood for next winter. And now we get to the most important part. Who's cutting our hair? That is a good question. <laughs> so hair, hair cutters are all uh, offline. Uh, for the COVID thing. So yeah. I have a set of barber clippers here. I think I'm going to have to get the daughter to break out the, the number two clipper for me next week here. Cause that's, uh, yep. that's I'm going to kill some time. We're going to make that attempt tomorrow. My wife's going to try cutting my hair for me and see what happens. And then I told her just taking it down the number two, like I used to do. Yeah. I figured that's the, the easiest thing to do. And you know, the difference between a bad haircut and a good haircut is about a week. So or a ball cap. Or a I guess ball that cap. depends. Yeah. You see me take off my ball cap, right? <laughs> <laughs> It's funny because Tracy uh, would 
FaceTime me at just random times because she's she misses me and uh, and I have the Don King here. It's just standing straight up, or it's oh. in a it's in a mohawk because uh, you know I flip sides when I sleep, and it just works out to be a perfect mohawk. I'm not planning it that way. It just it just happens. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, and she's looking at me like, "What is wrong with you?" Like. So well, I don't know. A hat fixes everything, right? I wanted to shave mine down like last week, but she's like, "No, you show you shaved off the beard until that beard comes back. You don't get to shave your head." So <laughs> I I said, "But honey, the COVID." She's like, "I don't care. Wear a mask, like a bigger mask." And he, she she says, "No, goatee has to come back." So hmm. anyway, uh, once that comes back, I guess it grows here, shrinks there. Uh, sure. Anyway. Well, here you go. Got one yeah. comment live chat here. Someone's been busy. Uh, they started over 500 seeds and getting the uh, the gardens put in. It's impressive. It's a lot of seeds. That's actually a really good point. Uh, you guys seen the articles down in Walmart uh, of the U.S.? They will not yeah. sell seeds to people because they said seeds are not essential not items. Essential. Yeah. And I'm like, this is the essential time to have seeds. Like, if you're going to start plunking them in the ground, you're supposed to do it now. And yet they're, like, refusing to sell people. Like, are they trying to starve them out or something? Or what's the deal? Of, yeah, of course. They're, they're not... They're not going to make any money in their grocery stores if people are making their own, growing their own food, making their own bread, right? Yeah. What like, I did was I called my local nursery, and they're open year round. They have to be to maintain their plants. So I just called them, and uh, they set up a website specifically because of COVID. So you can uh, just kind of give them a random list of what you want, email it to them. They'll send you back the price. And you can either pay by credit card or EMT and pick it up. So that's what I did. I I went on the hunt and found all the seeds I needed. So, okay, first of all, uh, RJM zero five. I will not grow a monkey tail because I would like to have relations with my wife eventually. <laughs> like, can you imagine? Like, you guys know what a monkey tail is? That's, oh yeah, that, yeah. So you get that little loopy. I just, <laughs> no, I would just no. I that would never happen. If you, if you see his comment prior to that, uh, he drank six white uh, claws tonight. <laughs> but that's his preps for the evening. That's where those ideas like monkey tails come from. <laughs> so, Absolutely. Uh, but anyways, actually back to the seeds thing. So West Coast Seeds on the on Vancouver Island in Vancouver, they're actually out of Delta, BC, uh, just south of Richmond. Um, they have organic heirloom seeds. They do mail order. And so any, if anybody's having trouble getting seeds, uh, I don't know what it's like. I haven't. We've got a bunch of seedlings on the uh, porch already. But um, yeah, if anybody's having trouble, that's a good mail order option. And I got uh, all of our seeds for the garden this year from uh, William Dam Seeds. So if you go to uh, damseeds.com, which is just a great domain to begin with, um, the, it was all mail order as well. It was they were a couple weeks back ordered, but they said two weeks, and they were here two weeks. So, yeah, uh, Freya brings up a good point there to have to prepare for prices going up and food shortages. Uh, yeah. Good point because last year we had that crappy spring where they, they had a little bit of shortage and then knocked down the the lead time of food supply. Uh, we've got a bunch of people in China that didn't plant rice for a couple months, uh, which is a thing, you know. And then also us, if we're going to be late getting our seeds in or having less people going to home garden. Then you have a higher, bigger reliance on on factory farming that, that could relate to shortages. Indeed, I don't think we're going to starve, but I mean, it's yeah. Another good point from uh, Evan here, just saying uh, he's been save, he's been saving seeds for years because of this. Um, smart move to save them and, and learn how to do that, and then you don't have to rely on a company to to mail order them to you, right? Because you got your own. Well, it's actually a bit of a I think uh, an art form to get your seeds going. Like, if you ever try to get seeds from carrots, it's like uh, I didn't, yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's like the, the seeds are like this big to begin with. Like they're like, oh yeah. man, crazy small. But also, you got to dry the carrot. You got to figure out how to get them out. And it's I've never been successful at it. And when you buy the carrot seeds, they're, they're almost like flakes of of ash. 
They're so small. Yeah. Um, so tiny. yeah, yeah, that is an art form. If you can figure out how to get your own, make your own seeds, that's that's a thing, right? Um, yeah. Rather than Absolutely. buying the can, and then you're not seeds. relying on anybody. You know, it's it's, nice. go ahead, Colin. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to. I was gonna kind of take a ninety degrees here. You talked about reloading earlier, and it's funny because so many people have contacted me about reloading, uh, asking questions, uh, looking for powders, projectiles. So I have a couple ideas on the matter. If you guys are looking for projectiles, powder, primer, stuff like that, okay. So you got to think outside the box. There's a lot of small businesses out there. There's a store out by my area, and they are um, a gas station primarily, but they also sell firearms. That's a great place to order, you know, reloading components because um, a lot of firearm stores are, are closed. Cabela's and and Canadian Tire pull a lot of their ammo out uh, of a lot yep. of their stores. So, you know, start thinking of the small businesses. Try and keep them going. I uh, I managed to find uh, seven pounds of Varget out in New Brunswick at a small shop out there. So I bought that up because I knew I needed it. And uh, X Reload ordered a bunch of projectiles in. Um, you know, the stuff can still get to you by mail. So don't let it deter you or stop you or say, I'll reload after after all this because guess what the supply chain is going to be behind for quite a while it might take quite a while to get some stuff and there's local shops out there that have nine mil that have tons of shotgun ammo and uh you know it's a little tough getting some 223 reloading components but they're out there too because i found them so i was actually uh i thought you were going to go with the lead thing because there's lots of youtube videos out there about casting your own bullets and uh you know you cast them powder coat them I think as long as you're not shooting them in a Glock, you're okay. Uh, but there's lots of sources for lead still. I mean, between used car batteries, dental film, uh, wheel weights, a bunch of other things, you can actually be fairly successful like at casting your own bullets as long as you like don't breathe lead fumes on a regular basis and do it all outside. But yeah. uh, it's a, certainly a summertime adventure. Uh, you can get that done. That's something to think about. I've never done it myself, but I'm, I'm thinking of it. You have to be careful, too, because not all, uh, like a lot of guys collect wheel weights, for example. And a yeah. lot of wheel weights now are not lead. Um, yeah, well, plus the, it has to be that 2% antimony or whatever, right? So you have to uh, make sure you get the right uh, breakdown of lead versus antimony. Antimony? I don't know how you pronounce yeah, that. Yeah, there's a, a hardness tester yeah. that you can test your different alloys with and, and stuff like that. So uh, for myself, I like to do a lot of high-volume loading. I load thousands of rounds all the time, so... I don't necessarily have time to cast uh, bullets that you can buy them cheap enough. You know, what's a, a thousand nine mil I could probably get for $95, you know, um, I still have a few thousand that need to be loaded and I have a few thousand loaded some somewhere in the middle just with nine mil. But, uh, you know, it's, if you're into reloading, when you see the components you like, buy as much of it as you can, because, you know, um, we go through dry spells and, it's hard. Like the supply chain is not as steady with reloading components. So when you see something you like, you know, grab it and hang on to it. And if, even if sometimes you don't need it, it's a good trading item with your buddies. Well, I know that, but you, you bring up a really good point there, Colin, because I mean, the U S is the primary manufacturing spot for a lot of these components and they're always going to supply the domestic market before they start exporting it to us Canucks. Right. So, um, of course, if, if they've got a rush on it right now in the States, you can guarantee our supply is going to be cut off for a lot longer than theirs. Yeah. Uh, well, remember the uh, shortage on 22 ammo a couple of years ago, also during the Gulf war, 
during the Gulf War, the border closed and they basically, not the border itself, but the supply chain. And they said, you know what, America first, we need to supply our soldiers. And I get that, it makes sense to me. But you know what, if you're going to reload, stock up. And it gives you something to do all winter. You could make your summer supply. And when you get down to about burning through half your supply, it's time to start looking for new powder, primers, projectiles. It's also something to do during the lockdown. It's That's what I've uh, spent a lot of my time doing, processing brass. Yep. The yep. tedious stuff that you've been putting off, right? Like you said, processing brass is the big one. A lot of guys put off like the trimming and the resizing and everything else because it's it's mm. not exciting. <laughs> Especially if you like swage primer pockets out and stuff like that. Yeah, it's, it's best to, if you're bored out of your skull, instead of watching Netflix for six hours, you can like listen to podcasts and do brass prep. We've got uh, a comment in the, the live chat here as well. Um, another way to kind of manage your time or fill your time during this is uh, having the government tell you that you're an essential service during COVID. Uh, don't so get me started. Working along. <laughs> yeah. And then they finish that off with a new comment saying, uh, well, it's like uh, the government saying that or COVID is like a, a stripper telling you you're their favorite. <laughs> that, really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I'd rather enjoy that, Boston. Thank you. So, so wait a minute. If 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 the traffic's gotten better because uh, all the non-essential people are staying home and only the essential people are on the road, does that mean the traffic snarls are caused by non-essential people? Hmm. You just mm. broke the internet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's like Googling Google. Yeah. Don't do that. <laughs> you like, know what a Google is? <laughs> yeah. Do you know what a Google is? Uh, yeah, it's a one, one with 100 zeros. That's right. It's the largest named number. It's it is exactly that one with a hundred zeros. So, <laughs> yes, um, yeah. So uh, unfortunately, I think when I like I said when my daughters declared essential services by working at Tim Hortons, you know, it's not really a thing. It's, it's yeah. just, well, it just it just so happens that the mayor also owns that Tim Hortons in the local town. So I mean, there could be uh, maybe something to do with that. But there's you know. no conflict of interest there, is there? <laughs> yeah. Maybe. <laughs> Listen, Ian, being a veteran, I can tell you the Canadian Army runs on Tim Hortons. So. Well, didn't they have one at Kandahar, too? Yeah. Yeah, I thought so. There, there's a Tim Hortons branch at, at uh, Kandahar base. <laughs> I was like, wow, that's that's hardcore. Well, like I said, no no coffee, no worky. Yeah. Mm. Doesn't happen. But you know what? <laughs> that doesn't even compare. Uh, because when you go to any American base... It doesn't matter where it is in the world. They got Burger King and they, they have it all. It's like, you know. Nice. We Canada goes Tim Hortons and we're so thankful. You know, oh, Tim Hortons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, to get, uh, get back on track here as far as uh, managing the access time for myself, uh, I'm working away as usual. Uh, I'm one of those essential services apparently, so plugging away, doing my thing, uh, trying to work a little bit from home here and there if I can, but um, for the most part, I'm in the office still. Uh, but however, I've had a stretch of five days off here, so I don't go back to work till Wednesday. So I'm uh, taking advantage of that. And really, I was going to add this to what I've done lately for preps, but I figured I'd uh, dump it into the main show part. So, uh, you know, clean up the backyard, which I figure pretty much everybody and uh who's doing the whole self-isolation thing right now is done. They've probably cleaned their, their front yard, their backyard, gone back to clean their backyard, gone back to clean their front yard, and then repeated four or five other times. Um, they've actually increased the uh, curbside pickup for uh, yard waste here. They bumped it ahead a couple of weeks because people were going to the dump, 
with all the yard waste, even though the dumps are closed for only essential purposes at the moment, or there were still lineups of people bringing all the yard waste to the dump. So they pushed it ahead. And I think last count we were at about what, 15 or 20 bags. And I kind of looked at it and said, Hmm, so we're getting rid of all of this when we could just put it in a big compost bucket and turn it into compost for the gardens. So it was kind of a bit of a, a wake up for, uh, for myself, and my wife to look at it and say, Oh, you know what? Okay. Let's, uh, well, we're going to take advantage of this instead of letting the township take advantage of it. And they, uh, they resell all the, the compost back out of the dump. So like, you know what? Yeah. So we're going to set that up. But, uh, so that's one way we're, we're killing time is putting that plan together. Um, added a bunch of ammo to the inventory. So I was pretty did a little happy dance there. I ordered a bunch of steel, uh, steel, uh, jacketed, uh, ammo and ended up with brass instead. So free upgrade. So, uh, I'll take that. So, uh, I'm one of those people that was poking at you guys asking about reloading because now I have lots of brass. Well, and yeah, I was going to say, keep it, even if you don't plan on reloading, like yep. that's, that goes for everybody because at the very least sooner or later, that's going to be a component people are going to be buying. So, uh, yep. right now you can sell, you can only sell nine for about three cents a piece if you're lucky. And then, but you watch within a year, it'll be like five, 10 cents a piece. And you know, it's, it's like returning bottles to the bottle depot. Yeah. Um, a quick question for you. So with the backyard and front yard cleanup there, are you guys going to try and do like the hugo culture thing and kind of just let, like rot underneath what you're growing or what are you going to do? Uh, we're probably going to get like one of those compost bins you can get at like home Depot or wherever and, and toss it in there and let it do its thing over the next year or two. And, and then just kind of mix it around every once in a while and wait for it to turn in the dirt. Unless I've researched it wrong, but no, I mean there's actually a Lee Valley Tools has a little uh, bracket you can buy and just put two by fours on the side or two by sixes anyway, and basically oh. piles them up and you can like scoop out of the sides as well as it starts to rot down. That's kind of a neat thing. Oh, there's an idea. Yeah, yeah. I'll look into that. I'll, I'll throw the notes afterwards. Perfect. Yeah, we're still in the planning stage, so. Have you guys considered a? a uh, sorry. No, go ahead. I was going to say, have you considered a worm farm? I've Actually, seen those, yeah. For wor well, worm castings, you can make them yourself. Yeah. And there's a specific kind of earthworm that you can get. Uh, a friend of mine was the first person to have one. It was just a stack of Tupperware bins. And in the bottoms, there was holes. So it would start at the top, but it would end up draining at the bottom. And he just threw his um, table scraps in there. Not, like no meat or anything, but just, uh, you know, potato peels, newspaper, all that stuff. And threw the worms in there and eventually you know all the worm castings end up in the very bottom pail yep. and it's very concentrated you can water it down and use it as a foliar spray or you can use it directly in soil it's fantastic for gardens nice. yeah i think, I think it's a, is that the red wigglers or whatever you buy there's a certain yeah. type of worm or some sort there's of there's a certain a specific name i'm i'm can't remember the name off the top of my head i'll try and find out um yeah. but that's one thing you know i've i've started composting again you know, it's easy to be lazy and just go buy dirt from the store and horse manure yep. and stuff. But now I've just kind of treated this as though it's a, it's like a challenge for me. I'm going to grow a garden. I'm going to be as self-sufficient as possible. I'm going to pickle a bunch of stuff this year. And, uh, you know, just for my own, um, my own sense of things, I'll feel better. I've also been looking for a pressure canner too. You know, yeah. you can, you can can meat and it keeps meat out of your freezer that way. You can put it on the shelf. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the way I look at it, this is kind of a gift for a lot of people that are normally can't get away from work like myself. Like, <laughs> I mean, I, I, while I am technically essential service as well, I mean, they've been dropping my shifts like flies and uh, I'm kind of on call for the odd reassignment, but for the most part, I'm just staying home. Um, 
I can't get this normally. And so like, I'm thrilled. Like uh, I must be the only guy that wants to self isolate out there. I don't know. But, um, and so, yeah, making use of the time and like anybody that, that kind of throws away this gift of time, it's like, it's almost like practice retirement. Like it's what you can look forward to when you actually get paid to stay at home when you retire. But um, yeah, it's, there's something to be said about that. I mean, like it's, it's awesome. So anyway, uh, good point about the pressure counter they're calling and learning how to do stuff like that. Like that's, that's a fantastic time to learn. Right. Absolutely. And there's lots of YouTube videos on all this stuff, you know, like I didn't just invent a bread recipe out of my head. I went and seen, uh, I don't know, Julia Childs or whoever it does, and, you know, has the most views or I check out a few videos and say, Oh, that, that seems like something I can follow or something I can get into and I'll try it. And I've been quite pleased at a lot of the results I've had making, uh, uh, like I call it my pandemic bread. There's like a no need, uh, bread recipe. And it's turned out great for me every time. I, I've done pizza dough. I, I used to work at Pizza Hut for a number of years. So I made pizza dough. We had pizza. I mean, there's so many different ways you can, so many ways you could slice it, so to speak. Right? <laughs> but I'm uh, Yeah, but, you know, it just trying to keep busy. For me, a big part of staying busy is uh, maintaining a bit of a routine, but also picking projects that inspire you. You know, like, like gardening, like cutting down that tree that's always been, you know, that grew up right next to your garage and you say, I'll, I'll do it tomorrow. It's yep. been, uh, it's been a blessing, but honestly, a lot of people now are understanding what a veteran goes through when they get medically released. The circle of friends goes to basically zero. Um, they're wondering where their next paycheck's going to come from and they're trying to figure out their purpose in life all of a sudden. So it, there's a, a lot of commonalities there. So the mental game is so important to try and find purpose, maintain a routine and to do things that inspire you. That's yeah. the, the name of the game of survival, because if you let yourself go to a negative mindset, it's yeah. very easy for it to take over. So you have to fight that, find purpose for yourself first thing in the morning. That's what I do. And uh, before uh, someone else decides it for you. There's a lot of truth in what you just said there, Colin. That yeah. was like the truth bomb of the highest order. So. Yeah. That, uh, that's awesome. Like, and that's a good point. Like, I mean, uh, I, you know, I'm lucky cause I have it built in. Like, you know, I have to get up, open the chickens, walk the dogs, everything else, yeah. feed the alpaca. So I have to get up at a certain time, usually at sunrise. Um, because if not, I'm sure I'd sleep until 11 and be like, uh, what now? I don't know. Netflix, uh, okay. <laughs> Xbox. And so, yeah, it's, it's huge. And I think, um, you find out who your friends are and who you keep contact with and everything else. It's, there's a lot of, a lot to be said about that. Right. We've got a good comment uh, in the live chat here too from Infamous E that says, don't forget about your fitness with time off. Um, so many people are using COVID as an excuse to be lazy. Uh, it's not the time to be lazy about your fitness. So don't forget about that. Oh, very true. And especially because I think, I think we can all say quite easily that we're all eating quite well sitting at home, aren't we? Yep. <laughs> and not only that, if we're going to survive a potential respiratory illness, um, why wouldn't we try and work on our cardiovascular health by eating yeah. healthy, by maintaining, uh, you know, a lot of physical training, which is also the big one of the biggest stress relievers out there. Absolutely, physical training, right? So it puts you in a good mindset. I know my son. If I let him just play Xbox or PlayStation all day, he will. He'll probably yep. he'll probably choose that over food, water, and everything else. But I mean, so it's it's good to it's good that I have my son because it forces me to kind of keep him in a routine, which also keeps me in a routine. Well, and yeah, think about your lung efficiency uh, when you start exercising regularly. It's not like you're, uh, you know, you get exhausted by going up a set of stairs, right? Well, there's benefits so, all around. Yeah. Uh, um, 
quick question. So dehydrating, uh, how long can dehydrated food be kept for? Um, it's not just a function of dehydrating, it's a function of oxygen exposure as well. So if you dehydrate your food very well and you get rid of most of the moisture, moisture and air or moisture and oxygen just is what kills it. So yeah, get an airtight container, get a uh, desiccant pack in there, an O2 absorber, and it'll probably be like 25 years if you keep it airtight enough. But yeah, yeah all depends on how much effort you put into it. If you look up a pemmican recipe, pemmican can be good for like 20 years in the freezer. And uh, some of the first settlers in Canada traveled with pemmican because it traveled well. It didn't need to be refrigerated. Um, and it's super easy to make. Yeah, actually, I've got a good recipe. If anybody emails me, um, I can send it to them. It's uh, basically you just have to like render the fat, dry the meat. And then if you add berries, it's going to last less, not as long. But if it's just meat and fat, it lasts a long time. But if you add dried berries, it does. Yeah, dry. They have to be really dry, though. Uh, we actually yeah. put some. Uh, we put some in some um, plastic sealed uh, containers, and uh, year, no problem. But yeah, I think it would have been better if it was in the freezer. Of course, we just left it on the shelf, though. We've got one one comment from uh, Bane Ironhand just saying he's currently eating an apple he dried uh, two years ago. After three or so, they get old. Uh, keep them in the dark and oxygen free. And actually, it's kind of funny because somebody was asking about glassing eggs. Uh, remember we were talking about that yep. about six, seven months ago, and I, I glassed some yep. eggs. They're still in the closet. I totally forgot about them. <laughs> so <laughs> I think uh, we'll have to pull those out and see if we can, like, I'll, I'll daringly open up a few of the eggs and see how they yeah. are. But, I mean, I'm sure they're fine, but sure, yeah. very, very worst case, we have dog food. But, um, yeah, like, it's actually it's amazing how long food will keep as long as you just leave it alone and leave it in the dark. Yeah. Well, they don't stink yet, right? You forgot about them. So I would have known if they were stinking yep. for sure. <laughs> I did. I did some eggs too. In fact, I never heard of uh, pickled radishes, so I just kind of oh. invented that one on my own. I just pickled some radishes. I'll let you know how they turn out. Yeah. And of course, some pickled beans, some hot, spicy pickled uh -huh. beans, because they make the best easers. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, just think when you go to the uh, Lebanese store in Ottawa there and you go to uh, get your uh, falafel plater, like what do you call it, your shishtook or whatever, you get the uh, the pickled turnip. Yep. Uh, that's the purple yeah. one. That stuff's delicious and oh, lasts forever as well, right? Like salty kind of sweet business. And oh, uh, yeah. yeah, they sell those by the jar full too. So, I mean, it's certainly something you can do yourself. Yeah. yeah there's all kinds of skills and things that you can either fine tune or learn during this uh, this whole self-isolation thing. And why not take advantage of it? And no well. doubt. And not only that, we all know because the economy is suffering, we know ahead of yep. time they're going to drop the interest rates. People are going to start buying homes. So if you're a guy like me that's been thinking of selling your home for a long time, now is probably a great time to get all those rentals done when you have all this yep. time. So that further down the road when it's time to list, boom, you, you got the flooring done, you got the eaves trough done, you yep. splash some fresh paint on there, you cleaned up the yard. I was uh, kind of a big part of my motivation for getting things done as well as, you know, getting the garden in. Right. Yep. Yeah. Uh, that's all. Oh, that's part of the thing we were trying to do too. We were like debating a sale here. And uh, so I was trying to take care of a bunch of stuff and yeah, time wasn't allowing me to get a lot of it done, but Hey, it's all good now. Yep. So, uh, yeah. Jason brought up a good point. Yeah. Pickle some carrots. Uh, Got to oh, grow. Yeah. Them yep. first, yep. I we'll love pickled carrots. And not only that, but you can grow carrots, but they're really inexpensive to buy at the store, so they're a great pickling item. Yep. Right? Just got to try this now. Radishes and pickles. And uh, I found a, uh, a resource on YouTube, and this there's a guy, he did urban gardening, and then it just blew up, and it went crazy. And this guy has a wealth of knowledge. He talks about, let's say, growing uh, potatoes in buckets. 
Now, I was going to do it myself, just thinking I'd throw like, you know, half a dozen potatoes in a bucket, like, just like you'd plant any seed. But this guy has it down to a science. I mean, like a science. He knows he's tried it so many different ways. He puts like four big holes or five big holes in the bottom of his pail, puts four inches of dirt, puts two potatoes in there, just two, and then 10 inches of dirt. And he was explaining why, why not 12 inches? Why not 16 inches of dirt? Why not more potatoes? He explains it. And it really made sense. So I was, I was very happy to kind of bump into that. And uh, I'll find out what it is. Maybe uh, other people are interested in having a look because he grows other things that I might not normally grow, but I might be interested in growing. So yep. getting that uh, advanced knowledge from someone else, like we don't live in the dark ages anymore. We have YouTube and you can basically teach yourself anything. So I'm challenging yep. myself to do uh, things I wouldn't normally do in terms of gardening. So. Yeah, it's a fun part too. See how it turns out and it turns out great and do it again. If it doesn't, well, next season, try something else. And you know what? The big thing is, is a lot of people procrastinate. I know I have in the past. And, but here's a, here's a little trick I'll tell you about procrastination. I've tried it and it works really well. Um, let's say there's a task you, you haven't been really wanting to do. Let's say splitting wood. I tell myself, I'll say, okay, I am going to split wood for 10 minutes. And if at the end of 10 minutes, I don't feel like it, I'll give myself permission to stop and be guilt-free about it because I've made that choice ahead of time. But you know what? 95% of the time, I'll get out there, I'll start splitting wood, and after 10 minutes, I just can't stop myself. I just keep going because you've uh, changed your mental attitude. And like I say, survival is 90 probably 90 percent mental attitude right and yep, it's all absolutely. about putting yourself in that that right uh, mind space to so think of it like hypothermia you know in the military i've seen a lot of uh, cold environments and places and our natural tendency is just to kind of shut down mentally shut down physically but if you want to survive you have to fight that and you have to do what's unnatural to survive so you keep in mind that sometimes your brain is going to play tricks on you and you're going to want to shut down or you're going to want to procrastinate or whatever. You got to fight that. Absolutely. Yeah. It's all about the mental game for sure. Well, mm -hmm. you bring up a good point with the splitter too, because I'm the same way. It's like, it's like pulling out a thread on a sweater, right? Like once you start pulling that thread and you start like, Aah! and so I, uh, I got going on that pile of wood uh, with the splitter and yeah, you can't stop till the job's done now, which is good. Cause then when you're done, now you're like, Oh, that's one more thing off the list. Fantastic. Yeah, and it wasn't nearly as bad as I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Oh. oh well, that's all good points. So, yeah. I think that's pretty much it for me. Yeah, yeah. Really, the big thing with the whole self isolation thing right now is, you know, try to find something that you've wanted to do for a while and plug away at it. Or if there's something you want to try that uh, you haven't tried, give it a shot. You've got lots of time. Maybe I try well. and think of it like a like a deployment, like when I was in the military. Yeah, And, uh, you know, from being on a couple of deployments overseas, you start to see a pattern. And that pattern is, you know, you, you go through a stress point of all this training culminates to the point where you're going to leave. Leaving your family is very stressful for you and for them. But, you know, after usually a couple weeks, you start to develop a routine. Things get easier. After a month, time just one day flows after the next. And before you know it, you're home. So you know what, if we just uh, stay focused, um, pick new challenges, find things that inspire you. You know, no one's ever lazy, we're just uninspired. 
So find things to inspire yourself and just and give her, you know, like, what do you have to lose? At the very least, you're going to learn something. Yep. Right. Exactly. So, yeah, if anybody doesn't know where to start with something, feel free to email us because uh, we will probably have a good link to at least uh, some way to, to get you going on some sort of subject matter if you're interested in it, for sure. Oh, absolutely. It's definitely the resources there. So use it if you want to flip an email in. Absolutely do it. Uh, should we move into the podcast challenge? Sure thing. So for the podcast challenge, tell us how you made use of your time. Make it a goal to learn something or finish a project that's been neglected for too long. So we mentioned that uh, bucket list of preparations. Let's uh, get it done, guys. Flip in an email, do a feedback at prepperpodcast.ca. Uh, let us know what that project was, and we can talk about it on the next episode, and it might inspire uh, some another listener to, to do the same thing. And uh, and again, if you need any help or point or tips or pointers or something on a project you're trying to take on, flip an email in, and if we don't know, we'll put you in contact with somebody who does. We'll move into upcoming events. All right, so we got the podcaster charity shoot coming up here, uh, hosted by Slamfire Radio. For now, it's still on, but it's planned for July 4th, 2020 in Bar- Belmoral, New Brunswick at the Restigouche Gun Club. This year's charity choice is the Rod Harquill Memorial Fund. Uh, you can reach them at uh, the link in the show notes. Uh, register on practice score to buy tickets at practicescore.com. All right, we've got uh, Emergency Preparedness Week coming up by May 3rd and 9th. I'm going to gather that uh, they're going to be talking about COVID, but um, <laughs> it's coming up, so uh, be prepared well, for it. But, that, boom. but that's the uh, that's the current emergency. I mean, they, they probably just talk about general preparedness uh, as usual anyway, because there's going to be another emergency coming up, you know, before <laughs> you know it, right? So, and like, oh, yes. like Alan mentioned, there's other things still going on. Her, you know, they don't stop earthquakes just because the COVID's happening, right? No, definitely not. So, and you know, just because uh, COVID is going on doesn't mean that you can't uh, call the pharmacy and get uh, that EpiPen for your kid before yep. the mad rush happens. Because sometimes there's shortages on EpiPens, right? Yep. Actually, I, was just, I was listening to Casual Preppers the other day, the, another podcast, and they were laughing because uh, here they are going with the COVID, and they had an earthquake in Salt Lake City, which is yep. near where they live. So they ended up calling a panquake because <laughs> oh, <laughs> they had they had both. And I was like, well, oh, good point. Yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> survivethestorms.com. Looks like they've got a, a discount for us. Uh, use yep. the discount code CPP10 for a 10% discount off Survive the Storms. If you remember, we had uh, uh, him on earlier uh, to discuss that. It's basically an online learning course uh, yep. on general preparedness. Yeah, so they're starting back up, and uh, he's offered us that 10% course, so uh, or 10% off. So uh, thanks, Chris. We appreciate the, uh, the discount code. And we've got uh, TACCOM Canada 2020, uh, September 11th to 13th, as long as this COVID thing blows over. Uh, the Canadian Pro Gun po- uh, Gun, uh, man, I can't talk tonight. Uh, the Canadian Pro Gun Podcasters Network will be in attendance at TACCOM 2020. Oh, that was a mouthful. Uh, your favorite podcasters will uh, be on hand throughout the show, so make sure you stop by the booth to meet your favorites and pick up some swag. Uh, you can see the details uh, for the show and uh, the ticket link at uh, prepperpodcast.ca. And there's a little link on the right. And then uh, if you buy your ticket through there, we get a dollar. Four dollars so far. Well, it helps <laughs> to pay for the six hundred and fifty dollar internet. That's right. Yeah, yeah you'd be shocked when they charge for power and internet there. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, shoutouts. Yeah. So I'll do a quick shout out to uh, everybody watching live this evening. Uh, we're at uh, twenty seven people currently, and uh, it's kind of nice to see everybody in the chat is actually chatting amongst themselves, giving each other tips and and helping out with uh, gardens and composting and 
and pretty much everything we're talking about tonight and a few other things. So uh, just a quick shout out to everybody watching. Thanks for uh, coming out and uh, thanks for helping each other out. It's uh, nice to see. All right. So I got one for the, uh, the traveling prepper. Thanks for stopping by and uh, for the chat. It's always nice to exchange ideas back and forth while maintaining a good social distance of two meters or more. Um, also, the guys at Slamfire Radio, uh, it's not their usual subject matter but since the COVID thing started and they're sitting at home. They've uh, kind of dedicated a mini episodes every week to preparedness, and it's been nice for them to, to use their huge audience base to actually reach more people and maybe get a few more people interested in actual preparedness and less reliance. That's awesome. Yeah, they've been doing a really good job, uh, even when I'm not there. <laughs> <laughs> Colin, you got anybody? Oh, yeah. I want to uh, give a shout-out to Corey, Mike, and Doug from Code of Arms Television. Uh, they're doing wonderful things in the firearms community for uh, sport shooters, hunters, and advocacy in the firearms world. Um, they've jumped to the pump, so to speak, with a lot of projects that are uh, going on right now, and you're going to see a lot of them come out soon. Um, uh, CCFR is uh, Canada Downrange. Uh, coat of arms produced that uh season two it's like 10 times better than season one and it's on uh, i believe it's on a cable network so uh go check it out and also uh they also have coat of arms coffee i'm wearing one of their shirts here and i have to tell you like i don't i don't get anything for saying this i just as a personal thing my buddies ask me about coffee and they're like all about the black rifle coffee and nothing wrong with that i love it but this Code Arms coffee, I don't know. It's got me hooked. I just can't get off it. It's good stuff. I love it. Well, I'm going to have to check it out. Well, those guys have gone, oh, from, yeah. zero, they've, they've gone from zero to 100 in the last five years, man. They've been putting out so much content and like talk about a huge effort. Uh, I think Downrange TV is available on the CCFR website for season one, right? Yeah, season one is playing right now uh, for everyone that's sitting at home. And, and you know, if next best thing, if you can't go to the range, you might as well watch a show like that where there's, you know, uh, black rifles in Canada and they're doing a lot of sporting events and shooting events. You might as well sit at home and kind of watch that maybe while you're reloading or listening to uh, slam fire podcast. Awesome. All right. So we'll move into uh, email and iTunes reviews. So like I mentioned at the beginning, the, uh, the inbox has been empty. It's been a little sad. So <laughs> send some messages in. Yeah, don't make your that panda. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'd like to have something to read at this section of the show. So, fire some stuff in. Feedback at prepperpodcast.ca. Good or bad, doesn't matter. We'll take it all. Uh, as far as iTunes goes, we are at fifty-two five stars, five four stars, two three stars, uh, one two star, and that one little guy at one star keeping us honest. So, all right. And actually, uh, my dad's watching, so I guess uh, I'll say, "Hey, Dad, uh, can you figure out how to do a iTunes review. Give us a five star, and maybe tell everybody what a good kid I am, and then." Yeah. <laughs> an extra five-star review that'd be fantastic just leave a review a five-star review that says ian is a super kid yeah that's right that'd be great that would be uh, <laughs> extra mortifying for me that'd be fantastic Maybe we'll get some bumper stickers that say that with our logo Ian's a swell yeah. guy yeah <laughs> all right well with that uh, bumper sticker idea i will bring episode number 63 of the canadian pepper podcast to an end uh, you can find the podcast on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. Uh, please help us out. Submit a review. It helps other people find us. All right. We record these shows live on Facebook and YouTube. If you want an early peek at the shows, please subscribe to the YouTube channel, Canadian Prepper Podcast, and click on the notifications tab. That gives you alerts when we're going live. You can talk contact Alan directly at uh, PPSWO when he's on the air. And Colin, where can everybody find you? 
Uh, you can find me on Instagram uh, at SaundersC39, I think. Or no, CJ Saunders11. Sorry. You'll also find me on uh, Facebook. I have a public profile page, Colin Saunders forward slash, I think, uh, public profile. That's my veteran advocacy. I also have a, um, a personal page as well. Or you can find me on Sonder, or sorry, um, Colin at CanadianVets.org. Perfect. All right. You can reach Ian directly by emailing me at theislandretreat at gmail.com. You can also find me on Canadian Patriot Podcast on iTunes and YouTube. That's uh, on Monday nights at uh, 9 p.m. Eastern. There you can find us uh, discussing why government waste and society in general triggered my, triggered my Tourette syndrome. Oh, you changed it. Oh, I did. Look at that. Uh, uh, so please check out Rapid Survival at rapidsurvival.com. Uh, you can get me there on the live chat while you're buying some prepper gear, or at least the last little bit that I have left. Uh, thanks for joining us, and until next time, be prepared, stay safe, and keep learning. Keep learning.